And we're back. Welcome back to the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Bricks and Mortar podcast, well, that's a podcast about property. If you're interested in property, buying, selling, investing in property, then I'm sure you'll find that there's something of interest here for you in the next 20 or 30 minutes. Well, who am I? I'm Jonathan Williams. I'm a solicitor and mortgage broker, and I'm going to take you through the next 20 or 30 minutes on the Bricks and Mortar podcast. I'm your host. You can get in touch with me on the usual emails, Jonathan Williams at BigleyBrown.co.uk. I'm on LinkedIn. You can catch me on the Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. That's the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Just go onto Facebook and pop the Bricks and Mortar podcast in there and you'll get in touch with us. I'm on the Twitters as well. J Williams underscore BB, and you can get me on the Twitters. We've also got a, a, a website, dub dub dub, the Bricks and Mortar podcast. And what I do there is I will let you have a weekly blog about something, hopefully, that's vaguely interesting as far as the current state of the Scottish housing market. I have to say it's been a little time since uh, I've done a podcast and this is uh, podcast number three and uh, I've just been watching the the London Marathon. Um, As some of you probably already know, I'm a big uh, fan of the marathons, Uh, ran Rotterdam there a fortnight ago and uh, I was quite astounded with um, what happened there on on Sunday. Um, The fellow who won it just managed to to dip, I think he, he was over two hours and uh, and and three minutes. Um, world record for the marathon is just a shade over two hours, three minutes. I think he actually missed out on the world record by something like ten ten seconds. What astonished me though was that how well he was looking. As my wife commented, um, she's out of puff running to r- running to get the bus. Um, but this guy here, um, he just his whole reaction after he finished the marathon was one of. I think shock that he was as close as he was to the to the marathon as uh, certainly I wasn't feeling as fresh as as he was looking after the Rotterdam marathon a fortnight ago. So anyway, we're back and uh, this is number three on the podcast. Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to do an introduction here on uh, the buying process. And in the coming weeks and months, what I'm going to try and do is get this out on a weekly basis. Uh, it's probably going to be about 20, 30 minutes. And what we're going to do is we're going to take you through the buying and selling process. Uh, we'll start off with uh, you know, finding a property, getting your solicitor sorted out, and then we'll go through the run the rule over all the legal aspects. We've got the offer, the qualified acceptance, the titles. We'll talk a bit about the mortgage side of things. Um, we'll also talk a bit about the tax uh, the nitty-gritty of, of what you can expect throughout the whole process. And I reckon over a space of about 16, 17 podcasts, we'll take you through from right at the start, being a, a newbie as far as buying of property. And by the time you are finished listening to the 17 or 18 podcast, you should have a fairly good idea of what's going to be involved in the whole process. So what we're going to do is we're going to get started. I'm going to do a bit of an intro Um and let's see where this this takes us. So you're renting, okay? And you're thinking, you know what? Every flipping month, I'm shelling out five, six, seven hundred pounds to a landlord 
for what? You know, I want to try and get on the property market. I want to get on the ladder. Um, and you know what? I'm, I'm fed up renting. Well, it's probably one of the best times to start looking at property, starting looking to buy, whether that's investing or buying your first property, because interest rates are incredibly low. You can pick up, if you've got a, a 10 15% deposit, even if you've only got a 5% deposit, you can pick up some really good fixed rate deals, two years, five years fixed rates. I mean, Bank of England base rates are only at something like 0.5%, um, and you know, the, the, the likes of, of Virgin Money, um, Nationwide Building Society, uh, Barclays, they're all throwing out some cracking two and five year deals. So it is probably, you know, you're all talking about shelling out a phenomenal amount of money in, in rent. It could be once you've got your deposit, uh, depending upon how much you obviously pay for the property, but it could be that you are saving money in uh, in buying buying a property certainly if there's two of you buying it you undoubtedly will um with my my legal hat on uh, as a solicitor uh, you we're dealing with a lot of clients who are uh, renting a, a property um or they're renting two separate properties and they're deciding to to pool their resources and and buy together and in those circumstances it's almost you know a given that you're you're going to be able to to save some money so why would you want to buy? Well, clearly a lot of people um, are wanting to buy because as, as far as they see it, it's the last step in, in the independence ladder. Um, you know, you've, you want to stand on your own two feet. You've been renting. Um, and for many, it's the, the last step in a, a long process. The benefits as far as buying is concerned, well, you're looking at capital increases, aren't you? Um, you know, the stories are are legendary of, of those people who, who bought at the right time of the market and they kept the property for 5, 10, 15 years and, and doubled the uh, doubled the value of the property. That obviously doesn't always work like that. And certainly I'm coming across since the crash of 2008, um, Scotland has been a place that has never really had negative equity, but it's amazing looking at titles where people have bought at the height of the market in 2008 um, and you know they've they've come a cropper. It's it's now 2016, and and some properties are only just getting back to those pre 2008 values. So, uh, yeah, everybody talks about capital increase, but it, it's no it's no guarantee. There is a huge proportion of the the British um, public. Um, if you're looking at Europe, um, Europe is very much um, imbued in a, a rental culture. Um, most of mainland Europe uh, is is based upon uh, the the rental philosophy, whereas uh, Britain certainly seems to, um, I suppose, since the nineteen eighties, there's been an enormous spark in in owner occupancy, and uh, you know, a great proportion of the British public are are wanting to buy a property. So you've made the decision, and you're thinking, well, that's it. I'm wanting to buy a property. And you're thinking, well, how the hell do I go about doing that? You know, that there are some advantages as far as renting is, is concerned, and, and you shouldn't take the move into buying a property lightly. You know, renting, yes, you're having to, f to shell out a fair amount of money, um, but I put the buying a property as, 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 as buying a pet or, or, or having a pet. 
you know, there are certain things that come with buying a property. You know, the, you, you lose that lack of flexibility that you will have as far as renting is concerned. As far as renting is concerned, you don't pay for the maintenance. Um, if you buy a pig and a poke as a flat, then that's up to you. If you buy a flat, you're looking at common repairs, factors, accounts, etc. It can be not just paying the mortgage, but the maintenance liabilities can be, be pretty steep. Um, with renting, you're not paying any buildings insurance. That's uh, the requirement of the landlord to look at that. Um, and as far as decoration is concerned, well, that's the landlord's bag as well. I mentioned that there's there's a lack of, or there's an enormous amount of flexibility, less so when you're obviously buying. Um, and if you've got a job that requires you to move about a lot, you know, it may well be that buying a property is just not the thing for you to do. But eventually you'll probably come round to the fact that you want to buy a property um, and, and you just need to know what to do. So there's probably three things you need to look at as far as starting out and, and actually doing some investigation work. You've got the money side of things, you've got the actual property and uh, then you've got the legals to look at. So if you look at the money side of things, you're looking at deposit, uh, you've got to try and find some money. Uh, quite difficult to get a 100% mortgage these days, so you've probably got to go and ask the bank of mum and dad for a few bob, see if they'll help you out. And, and if that's not possible, then you're going to have to start. You're going to have to start saving some money in order to to get that deposit for your your first property. You've then got to try and look for the property again. There's location. Where do you want to? First of all, what city do you want to buy in? In that city, what are the best postcodes? We're going to cover all of that when we talk further about finding the property. Um, is it a flat? What kind of property are you wanting to buy? Is it a, a terrace property? Um, is it something that you want to grow into? Is it just a, a short-term measure, a one-bedder that you're maybe wanting to keep? Um, you've got to look at tax implications if you wanted to keep more than one or two properties. We'll We'll touch on that as well as the weeks and months progress. And then solicitor, well, he or she is, the, is probably the most important person in the whole process. You pick a good solicitor with a good reputation, that's what you need to do. Um, go on a personal recommendation. Um, you'll hear me go on about the fact that I'm a solicitor and a mortgage broker. Delighted if you wanted to have a chat with me. I'm more than happy to discuss any transactions that you've got on the go. Um, and indeed, if you wanted to instruct myself to organise the mortgage or, or uh, do the legals for you, more than happy to have a look at that for you. If you've met the man and the woman in the pub and they've talked about the, the buying process or you've spoken to your parents in connection with your buying the process, they're... they're I have to I have to say that the amount of times that I've had a client come on and they've spoken to their parents or they've spoken to somebody in the pub and they've just got the whole process wrong. Um, just last week, um, I had a, a, a client contact me and, and their parents had said that as soon as they had made the, the verbal offer, then that verbal offer was binding. And I just, you know, I just pull my hair out for with just... The, the lack of understanding that that so many people have as far as the 
the Scottish legal market is concerned. And really one of the points about this particular show is to try and educate uh, the, the buying public as to exactly what is involved in the, the, the buying process. There are so, so many misnomers there uh, that I think if you listen to this over the coming uh, weeks and, and months, then you'll get a fairly strong and good handle on, on what's actually involved. It can be stressful. Don't get me wrong. There's been I've been doing this 25 years or so, and uh, you know I have run the gamut of all sorts of stresses and strains for for clients. Um, what I would say to you is that there are probably three people involved in the buying and selling process. You've got your estate agent. Obviously, they're going to be selling the property. You've got your solicitor is going to be doing the legals, and you've got your mortgage broker. Um, everybody seems to know a wee bit about everybody else's business. Um, and where I sit in, um, I'm, I'm currently, um, I've got a consultancy with Lindsay Solicitors and, and I do the mortgage workout of a firm called Begley Brown. And our USP, um, well, what that is, is, and I don't think there is too many people in this space, um, what we're trying to do is we're trying to project manage not only the legal side for you, but also the mortgage side. So we are doing two of the three jobs. And I always think that, one of the reasons why it's so stressful is because you've got to contact three professionals in order to get the ball, um, the, the ball moving as far as the the transaction is concerned. So, if you're instructing me, you're taking two two jobs, and then there's just one person doing that role. So, um, as far as the USP is concerned, um, I, I think that uh, that can be no bad thing. Um, it means that there's one less professional involved and so therefore the communication, which is pretty much what it's all about, um, communicating uh, as best as we can, that's the most important thing throughout the whole transaction, that if, if I communicate well with my client, my client communicates well with me, uh, then it will be uh, a good transaction and it won't certainly be as stressful as uh, maybe the, the, the perception states that, uh, that it is. You know, what, what we do as, as solicitors, um, it, it's not rocket science. It's not the most um, thrilling aspect of, of, of the law. Um, a lot of what I do is, is spinning plates. Um, there are only so many things that, that can go wrong in a transaction. Um, but the great thing is that it, it's not as if you're against the person on the other side. Sure, the seller wants as much money for the property and you want as a buyer to pay as little for the property. But the bottom line is that the seller wants to sell and the buyer wants to buy. It's not as if you're locked in some sort of legal disagreement where you have to pay or, or, or somebody's after you for some money. Uh, it's, it's obviously not like that. So, you know, th that is why in so many occasions um, the transactions are, are relatively straightforward. Um, as I say, it's not akin to uh, a legal dispute where somebody's wanting something that the other person isn't wanting to give them. Ultimately, we're talking about a property that the seller wants to sell and the buyer wants to buy. Um, and it's just trying to get uh, acceptance on part of both the purchaser and seller to get over the line. So that's pretty much all about the intro. Um, 
next week's show, we're going to start talking about the mortgage and the prelims. Um, And I think what you'll find is that you'll get a sense of organization is is really the 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 touch word here um you've you've got to make sure that you're you're organized because if you're organized and you get your mortgage sort of out your solicitors all sorted out you give yourself enough time then the whole process should be an enjoyable one um and you should be sitting there on your uh, on your boxes on a friday evening tucking into your pizza from domino's Um, saying, you know what, that wasn't too bad. So I'm going to sign off now um, and uh, we'll try and do this on a weekly basis. I hope to come back to you next week and we can have a matter about the mortgage prelims. Okay, so that's show three in the can. Um, I think next week, as I said there, we'll be starting to talk about and exploring the buying process. Uh, next week, what I'm going to talk about is the, the mortgage preliminaries. We're going to have a chat about um, what we mean by decision and principle. Um, it's all about affordability these days as far as mortgages are concerned. And uh, since the, uh, the crash, um, certainly lenders are, are, are back into to lending. There's some good rates out there, but it's all about uh, the MMR. I'll talk to you about that. Um, I'll talk to you about affordability, decisions in principle, and really the process of getting from start to finish as far as the mortgage is concerned. So we're going to come back next week. And uh, as I said to you earlier, uh, delighted to have a chat with you in connection with any aspect of the buying or selling process. I am a solicitor of uh, 20 plus years uh, qualifications. And uh, I can look at getting a mortgage for you as well. It's uh, something that um, I've started doing recently. Um, I've always had an interest in the financing of uh, properties. I've I've got flats that I own myself. So um, I've got a a number of of mortgages, applied for a number of mortgages. And it was only recently that I decided that um, I could... um, wear two hats so to speak as far as the buying process is concerned so yeah delighted to act for you whether that's on uh, a purchase or a sale we can do the legals and we can also do the uh, the mortgage side as well so please get in touch with me on the usual channels Most of the shows are going to be based around me talking about the process. Um, We're going to throw in a couple of interviews there. So if you'd like to come on to the show, if you're a buyer who's just bought a property, it would be great to have a chat with you to see how you felt the process was going. Um, Good to speak to estate agents, fellow brokers, fellow solicitors, uh, anybody really who's got a wee bit of an insight, uh, tips, etc., into the buying and selling pro- process, then these are the kind of people that we want to have a chat with. What I hope to try and do is maybe actually ask a, a client of, of mine to see whether or not they would be prepared in the circumstances to come on the show on a weekly basis and, and we'll actually track them through their purchase right from the start, finding the property, getting the mortgage. Um, I've got a couple of people in mind and hopefully they'll come on to the show and we can have a good uh, chinwag about how they feel 
um, the process is going and you can see that firsthand as to how they feel everything went. So I'm going to sign off now. Um, I'm sitting here uh, in the car park of GHK. I'm just about to watch my daughter play some hockey. We're coming towards the end of the hockey season. Uh, she's playing in the fourths at the moment and uh, she'll be starting her athletics at school quite soon. So I'm going to sign off. Uh, the passback's about to happen, so we'll see how she gets on. Delighted to have some feedback from you. Please let me have some feedback um, in the, the usual channels. That's through the Twitters, LinkedIn. Uh, the blogs are going up on, on LinkedIn on a weekly basis. Uh, Facebook, join us on Facebook. Uh, the website, dub, 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 the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Uh, we're putting blogs out there on a weekly basis. It would be good to you, for you to subscribe. So go on to the Googles and we're pretty much, I think even if you just put Bricks and Mortar podcast, we're pretty much up there on the first page so you don't have to scroll through page after page. So good to get some feedback from you. I'm going to catch you next time on the Bricks and Mortar podcast. What we are trying to do is change the perception on the buying and selling process in Scotland. Catch you next time.